0: Welcome to the Starsology Astrology Podcast. I'm Arwen O'Neill, your host, and today I am here with my friend Katya.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me, Arwen.
0: Yeah, anytime. And this time we're going to be talking about a transit that is coming up. This is a bit of a minor transit. Well, I shouldn't say that. It's, uh, It's a fast transit, but it's never minor when Pluto conjuncts one of the personal planets and it doesn't get much more personal than the sun. On the 20th of January, the sun is going to be conjunct Pluto at 29 degrees Capricorn. And that's the final degree of Capricorn. So the very next day, both the Sun and Pluto are going to be moving into Aquarius. This happens about once a year that the Sun conjuncts Pluto, because obviously the Sun reaches its same position once a year. Next time, next January comes around in 2025, these planets are going to be conjunct in Aquarius because by then Pluto will have finally moved into Aquarius where it's going to stay for the next 20 years. Oh my gosh! I know that's commitment, <laughs> right? Exactly, and it's going to retrograde a bit in the fall into back into Capricorn. This is the first big dip of of uh, well, the second actually. It went it went in for a couple of months in 2023 with the retrograde phases. This is the second big one, and then in November it'll be going in forever <laughs> for for our the foreseeable future. <laughs> Anyway, right now, we are going to be talking about what it looks like from the person, any anyone, what, what it might look like mm-hmm. as a transit. And then we're going to look at what it looks like in your natal chart when you have Pluto conjunct your sun. And then we'll have some celebrity examples at the end. Excellent. So as I've said before, when Pluto connects with a personal planet, we can really expect to feel its effects. It won't be very long lasting because the sun moves pretty quickly. But for about a day or so, you'll definitely be able to notice this energy And of course, if you have your Sun in Capricorn natally, you will definitely have experienced a Pluto conjunction over your Sun, depending on what degree uh, you have it. Mm -hmm. And if you have your Sun at 29 degrees Capricorn, then, you know, happy birthday is coming up. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you will have this exact aspect on January 20th. So we can see that this will definitely affect you in a big way. So the Sun conjunct Pluto in transit can dramatically increase your desire for power. And your ability to influence outcomes in your life. Because Pluto is all about power. It's about transformation. It's about death and rebirth. And it's about money. And all these things can come together to create power struggles. It can it can make you feel the need to manipulate other people. Or to oh. sort of go after power in your own life. Which of course can be used for good. Mm-hmm. Because you know sometimes we, we need to grasp the reins and, yeah. and take control. And this is a great time to do that.
1: Yeah, well, that this intense ambition, I think, is what we all have at the beginning of the new year, right? Right, with resolutions. That's a very common word right totally. now. So this is actually really good timing. But
0: uh, as you said, there yeah. is a
1: double edged sword in a way. Well, with Pluto, there always is. Yeah. There's yeah. always that double edged sword <laughs> with
0: Pluto because you can you can go a little too far and you can you not only want to manipulate other people, but you can begin mm-hmm. to feel sort of paranoid like other people are plotting against you. Oh, wow. Yeah, and and you can really see this in some of the celebrity examples as well, which is interesting. That's probably not how most people will experience the transit. Mm-hmm. But if you do begin to feel like, why is everyone out to get me? Like, yeah. <laughs> why are the you know fate stacked against me? Why is the IRS calling me? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, or, or like maybe you feel like your bosses are are conspiring against you, or you're being held down somehow by you know the powers that be. That is not going to be an unusual way of feeling. Uh, mm-hmm. It's totally normal. And some dramatic or upsetting events may occur at this time, uh, especially involving power struggles or re- reversals of fortune. Mm-hmm. Um, we may see in the media hidden secrets coming to light or, or power. Or yeah. uh, abuses being exposed, which is interesting. We're, we're having all of this sort of billionaire island Epstein stuff yes. coming out, <laughs> which is great timing. Yeah. So stuff like that, but also, you know, in your in your personal life, you may you may find that you're more prone to like want to investigate abuses of power or investigate like what's really going on because Pluto is really good with giving you sort of an obsessive quality, mm. and sometimes obsession can be great. Yeah. So another good way of, of using this investigative obsessive energy in your own life might be as simple as decluttering. <laughs> oh, know? I like that. Yeah, right, yeah. getting rid of anything that's no longer serving you, that's in your way, that's sort of that's sort of preventing you from being able to achieve your goals. Mm-hmm. And this could be anywhere from cleaning out the closet to getting out of out from under, you know, a, a contract or a relationship that's no longer serving you where mm-hmm. you're being held down and you don't feel like you can actually express your power or you know anything that's holding you back that you've outgrown in your life
1: yeah, sounds pretty transformative in that like you can tear down old habits, rebuild new ones, and uh, use this uh, momentum of this extra ambition that you we suddenly have whether yeah. we like it or not for good, hopefully. Yeah, but of course that that could be a little bit uncomfortable in some cases, um, especially if you're exploring new territories. Yeah, but it sounds like it could be a really good thing.
0: Yeah, definitely, it could be a very good thing, and you'll have ex- access to extra. Res- of power at this time whether that's additional willpower which we all sort of <laughs> tend to to think about in January the, the will to to refuse things that are not good for you or the the will to to grab the reins and to take more power for yourself mm. so those are two Definitely positive ways that we could see this playing out.
1: Yeah. Sounds like there's quite a bit of, I guess, whenever we think of ambition, we always think of work. Yeah. But I guess ambition could also be a, a bit of a looking at your own identity and totally. what kind of image do you want to represent? What kind of, how do you want to appear in, in the public? And Yeah. Uh, I was actually thinking about this earlier today about how uh, I'm meeting somebody new for the first time. We've never met. We don't know anything anything about each other. But this is uh, like, how do I want to show up? Like, yeah. what kind of energy do I want to present to this person? Because uh, this is going to be like this first reaction. Yeah. And I guess I'm being governed
0: by this new energy that's yeah. around right now. Yeah, you so can I'm choose how much ahead. power to project or, mm-hmm. or, or how much you can you can really set the levels of power dynamics in a new relationship at this time by by being very conscious about it. Yeah. Is this a good time or like a
1: turbulent time? I I don't know how to even phrase that. Uh, So like, obviously, when you meet somebody new, you can decide however you want to show up. Yeah. It's like, what kind of personality do you want to project? you are consistent with that. Right. And it's a very intentional thing. But in current relationships, whether at work or at home or in um, in the social circle, is it like risky <laughs> to to start shaking things up and being different? I be like I've decided I'm going to be less negative now.
0: I mean, it's it's always a good thing to decide to be less negative. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I guess the only the only thing is is really being aware of, as you said, consistency. Yeah, like when you if you're going to start off at like a really high level of like, okay, I'm a really take charge person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the, the the boss in this relationship or the, you know, the one who comes with all the ideas you want to really make sure that you can have that momentum consistent mm-hmm. so that you're not just coming up with everything all at once, laying it all on the table. Mm-hmm. And then, and then being like, okay, my work is done. And then they're like, where's the, you know, ambitious like goal oriented take charge person that I met because you have no ideas anymore and it's been a couple of months mm. and you know yeah. now I feel like I'm happy to pick up all the slack so if you if you feel like that's your that's your best way to put your foot forward mm-hmm. you just want to make sure that you can actually maintain that because yeah. you don't want to be over promising and then under delivering later on yeah. so maybe steps
1: not long strides yeah and <laughs> all at once <laughs> it's interesting
0: because I mean I've, I've made no secret of the fact that I've been looking for contract work and mm-hmm. and you know on and off all for the last year and it's a really interesting thing with how you want to put yourself forward in Mm -hmm. an interview or even what kind of jobs you want to apply for. There's any number of levels that you can, not entry level, clearly, but like, Do you want to go in for something where you're going to be expected to be managing people or coming up with strategies or being super proactive? Mm. Or do you want to focus on here are my skills? I'm really great at doing this and that. I like to be left alone. You know what I mean? Mm. Or, you know, how much of a team player are you really prepared to be? And this is something that's really, I think, come up for a lot of people post-COVID. Because mm-hmm. you know I personally have worked from home since like 2010 <laughs> so it wasn't much of a transition but for a lot of people it was a huge transition of suddenly not having that workplace energy sort of to, to rev you up and to keep you engaged and a lot of people had a lot of adjustment to you know yeah. working by themselves and uh, being their own motivation mm-hmm. and and now like they're being a lot of people are being asked to come back into the office even yeah. even like two days a week or three days a week kind of putting their 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 face in in the public like light again. And, uh, and maybe a lot of people are finding that their energy levels are not naturally the way that they're expected to be at the office. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mean that we're slacking off at home. But it just means you can set your own energy level. And maybe you're not putting all of your energy as an introvert, for example, like mm-hmm. myself into being socially acceptable all the time, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, getting a full face of makeup and and having a wardrobe that's wearing something new and different every day at work, mm-hmm. and and that does take a lot of energy. And probably, you know, not to be sexist, but maybe more for women than men to have mm-hmm. that appearance be something that you have as a shell on at all times, and yeah. that creates a certain amount of cognitive expenditure. Yeah, you know, to be kind of like in full face all the time, like it, like. <laughs> <laughs> like they say on drag race or whatever i don't know but yeah. yeah i mean that takes a certain amount of energy so if you're at home and you're not having to worry about mm-hmm. do i look perfect at all times am i socially being friendly at all times am i smiling at all times yeah. maybe you have more energy to focus on work and, yeah that's and, true and yeah. for other people who are extroverts mm-hmm. like that is actually energy that's feeding into you oh. and maybe you don't feel that when you're at home by yourself and mm-hmm. you you need that energy input yeah i don't relate to that but a yeah. lot of people are, are I, I
1: do relate to that yeah and uh i it just kind of reminded me a little bit of that uh, those news anchors where it's that there's a man and a woman yeah and uh they're very traditionally man and woman. <laughs> yeah. the looking. round hair
0: and the square hair uh,
1: yeah yeah <laughs> nothing moves there's definitely no flyaways yeah even when uh, with a gust of wind yeah but he wore the same suit every yeah. day for however long yeah She was criticized for not having a varied enough wardrobe, even though she wore something different every time. Oh, yeah. And that was his stance, uh, like his point was like, you didn't notice that I was wearing the same thing this whole time? That's hilarious. But anyway, as an OG worker from home, like forever, for over a decade... You, you've seen the ebb and flow in how people were suddenly told to work remotely and now they're suddenly being called yeah. back yeah. to to their offices and whatnot. Have you noticed a shift in the, the all the people that you've been interviewing with? Like, oh, are they God. different?
0: Yeah. And yeah. that's one of the most interesting things too. I think there's one, I mean, in one aspect as well, it's that I previously worked for an American company mm-hmm. and there's a bit of a different dynamic even though that was remote the whole time. Yeah. There's a bit of a different expectation of of levels of like privacy and what you'll say to people mm-hmm. and how long you have to get to know them before they'll talk about like going out and partying on the weekend or oh, or see, yeah. you know they'll talk about their kids in a less than perfectly glowing light or yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know just anything that's more personal. There's a bit more of a barrier to entry there. Okay. And I find with um working with a Canadian company maybe it's a little bit Quicker that you get into that level of oh you know did you get to sleep in on the weekend or oh, did you, you know did you go out and drink on uh, New Year's Eve or whatever is it because um,
1: we're nice as Canadians yeah maybe <laughs> I, I, our trope
0: <laughs> it might be it might be yeah <laughs> but I have mm-hmm. definitely noticed a difference in like the level of casual like even a company that you would think would be very sort of structured like a like a bank for mm-hmm. example mm-hmm. just the the people's outfits that are you know on the Zoom call or whatever yeah. I've noticed much more casual uh. and. Yeah. of course just yeah there's there's more like tattoos and pink hair and yeah, stuff yeah. like that that's totally acceptable even in a banking environment or I don't know, I haven't uh, applied at any law firms because I, I just don't have those. <laughs> I don't think I have those skills, but uh, who knows, you know, maybe well, with Pluto conjunct the sun, maybe I'll I know, become... I was just going to say, isn't this a good
1: time to collect those skills and uh, open up your exactly, horizons exactly. if that's what you want? But yeah, I heard, uh, at least from the outside looking in, it seems like the lawyer uh, or the law field yeah. is, is a lot less casual. Yeah, it's the last
0: bastion of, of uh, the, yeah. the super. Dressed up every day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of the good wife or the good fight, where basically they're wearing like, you know, full evening wear and like helmet hair like yeah. every day. Mm. I don't know how real that is, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we live in hope that that's. Yeah. It
1: well, as somebody who likes to express herself uh, with how I dress and how yeah. I how I change my look on a daily basis, I like that. Yeah. But uh, as someone else who might not uh, enjoy that as much or feels like that's overwhelming and yeah. it's distracting from the the work itself, yeah, that could be a time waste, right? Yeah. And this is you're better off with a uniform or your pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely
0: love to express myself yeah. in uh, attire and hair and all yeah, that stuff, yeah. but just the expectation of it being like oh, an, yeah. a uniform as, you know, yeah. it has to be a certain level of formality and you have to be... Kind of on and smiling, and you know everyone who passes you by in the office, and yeah. you're saying hi and all that stuff. Yeah, it's nice, yeah. but uh, at the same time, like if I actually have work to do, I want to focus focus on work and not yeah. be like pulled into meetings where I'm like one of twelve people just sitting there listening to everybody give an update. Yeah, <laughs>
1: like, yeah. I was like, can you just give me the what, too long didn't read version? <laughs> right.
0: What do I need to do? What do you need from me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so back to the uh, the Pluto conjunct the sun in someone's chart. This is super interesting. Because these people, as, as you might expect, with knowing what it, what's like in transit, these people can be profoundly intense. They can wield great power and influence, but they can also become subject to powerful forces from outside themselves, which can either destroy them or make them stronger. And we'll really see that in some of our historical and, and celebrity examples. Mm-hmm. These people can be incredibly ambitious and with a great deal of willpower, and they can have a probing, piercing nature that often comes across as overbearing. They can read people really well which is great, and get to the bottom of matters because they're excellent researchers and they have very political minds. They're naturally attuned to the power dynamics out there in the universe. And this, of course, you know, is something that they'll gain more as they get older. So you can see the younger people on this on this list, uh, sometimes have been sort of bowled over by, you know, more powerful people in a, in a really tragic way. And uh, as they get older, they become more effective leaders. You know, or maybe not effective, but but powerful, and and certainly able to to wield control in a way that mm-hmm. um, that we kind of look at and go, oh wow, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> um, they can also uh, really value their privacy a lot and uh, come across as sometimes mysterious or even paranoid. Mm. They can become embroiled in decadent, self-destructive behaviors, attracting ruthless and uh, and manipulative people, or becoming manipulative and, and power-hungry and attracted to sort of the dark side. This can include uh, attraction to the criminal element or becoming addicted to things and and different situations. Politics is really an addictive yeah. a, addiction to power, and mm-hmm. uh, and we do see that these people are, are um, attracted to you know either being leaders in their field or sometimes they can actually become uh, tyrannical. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's the word uh. I'm looking for. But they can also become um, great investigators and uh, and revolutionary instigators who go up against the powers that be and bring about change from below and uh and with their investigative and obsessive nature they can they can bring about change
1: so it seems like there can be a lot of good a lot of uh benefits a lot of uh pros to all of this, but there's this like slippery slope of potentially going to the dark side. And I don't know why it's so delicious to give into something darker, (laughs) but uh, perhaps this is a good time to uh, uh, focus on honing in on your skills or gathering new ones and uh, trying to figure out what kind of image or leadership style Mm -hmm. that you want to employ, but maybe book a few extra like therapy sessions just to have somebody unbiased call you
0: out on something. sure. (laughs) And it's really interesting that this is happening in the last degree of Capricorn because Capricorn is the sign of of the ruler, of the the patriarchy, of the institution's. And it's, I'm, I'm thinking of the, you know, in Monopoly, it's that, it's the guy with a mustache on the, mm-hmm. you know, with the top hat, like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's like the symbol of, of Capricorn to me. Yeah. And so that this is how you see capitalists. Cap- <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. capitalists, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But in the last degree of yeah. Capricorn, we're, we're going to be moving into um, Aquarius the very next mm-hmm. day, which is much more egalitarian, community-oriented, oh, wow. uh, futuristic, yeah. humanitarian, and also representing technology, sort of mm-hmm. sign. So the equal... The, the promise of equality and um, egalitarian openness that uh, is really going to be what we're moving into right after this conjunction.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. So th- this is a pretty pivotal part of our year. Yeah. Case. It's
0: just really interesting yeah. that this happens right on the cusp of that of the sun and Pluto, yeah. both moving into Aquarius. Wow. Yeah. Excellent. So let's talk about who has this in their chart that we might know. Oh, These names are, are big names. Okay. So the first one is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Cool. Right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Wielding power for good or evil. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the epitome. Right. <laughs> um, Martha Stewart. Oh. So building empires. Wow. Yeah, not always uh she looks doing fabulous. it. Fabulous have you seen my her God. recently? <gasps> what um, the hell? Yeah. And I don't
1: know if I'll ever see her and Snoop Dogg and not smile.
0: <laughs> no, I I can't. No. Oh it's, my gosh. It's just too perfect. <laughs> it's too perfect. Yeah. Uh Steve Wozniak. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So definitely yeah. that that the power for good Makes thing sense. amazing. Yeah. Mick Jagger. Nice. Yeah. Uh Emmett Till and Alan Turing. And these are two of the sort of Really tragic faces of this aspect. Mm. Emmett Till was that uh, the young African American boy who was murdered in the fifties, mm. terrible lynching that happened in the in the mm. South. But his mother, when she found out, refused to let them do a closed casket, and his picture was Whoa. on the front page of the newspaper, and it went the fifties version of viral oh, and it's really goosebumps. chills. Oh, exactly. It's horrible, horrible story. Yeah. But, but the reason we still know his name to this day was because yeah. she was so brave and said, no, we're not covering this up. Wow. They need to know what happened. Mm-hmm. And the the entire world saw this and was outraged. And this really was one of the sparks that, that began the the civil rights movement yeah. was the, the fact that this could happen in, in modern day, you know, yeah. civilized, world and that's uh, atrocious absolutely atrocious but going up against the power structures and and really bringing about change in a you know in a transformative transformative and revolutionary way which Mm. doesn't always benefit the person unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, we still remember his name because wow. of that. And Alan Turing, of course, was the young man who was one of the code breakers and like a genius codebreaker mm. in the 50s or sorry, in the 40s, like during the war. Is that and the Turing test? The Turing test. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So he's a fascinating character in, in history. And he was just pardoned actually by the British government like maybe 10 years ago. For it's um, recent, recent, exactly. He he was you know shamed uh, for being gay, for being you know for yeah. for coming out in fifties, and uh, he ended up committing suicide. But he hugely contributed to the the winning of the war by the allies and the mm-hmm. the breaking of the Enigma code, which was the Germans' code and the submarines and all that stuff. Wonderful movie. Um, it was a decent movie actually with <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, but yeah, he he portrayed him. Okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great story. It probably deserved a bit of a better movie. But yeah, I mean, talking about going up against the, the forces of power. Okay. Let's see, going on, uh, S. Thompson, okay. who is obviously known for um, fear and loathing in Las Vegas and all of the psychedelic stuff. But his very first book that brought him to prominence was going in and investigating um, the Hell's Angels. And mm. he got in huge trouble from <laughs> by by telling a little bit too honestly what their um community and and culture was like um, and uh, and he was no one likes to hear that <laughs> utterly utterly fearless yeah and and then you know following on the campaign trails of nixon yeah. and uh, and some of the other presidential hopefuls in the seventies mm. and just absolutely fearless about bringing his style of journalism to all the dark corners of culture and the world that wow. uh, that needed to be exposed okay uh Hulk Hogan which is an interesting yeah. one.
1: Is, is that? Uh, yeah. Take, make of that what you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but, it's a good visual.
0: Yeah, exactly. Lance Armstrong. Okay. Victor Hugo, the the uh, playwright. Charlie Sheen, which oh. is interesting. Yeah. Hashtag winning. Yeah.
1: Five uh, winning. Yeah, right?
0: Uh, Tim Burton. Okay. Fascinating. Yeah. Jada Pinkett Smith and Emperor Nero. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, the one who was supposedly fiddled while Rome burned, the uh, oh. the, uh, the the corrupt emperor. In, uh, in oh. So not Rome. the
1: waffle place in downtown Vancouver. <laughs> no,
0: but thanks. Now I want waffles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, interesting. Yeah. So that is uh, the sun conjunct Pluto. Okay. Yeah. Sounds intense, but ambitious and persistent. Yeah. Suddenly ends and turns lovely. On the twenty first of January in twenty twenty four. Exactly. It's like- all
0: it's all lovely from there. Wow. It's all technology will save us after that.
1: Okay. So <laughs> resist um, turning to the dark side. Yes. And follow your ambitions. Focus on yourself. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Anything else? <laughs> lead, yeah. Lead. Lead by example. Lead, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Take, mm. take the reins. Be uh, be ambitious, but not tyrannical. And mm-hmm. yeah. And if you are experiencing this transit. Uh, to your own sun in Capricorn, the uh, the light is at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully yeah. you've come out of this transit more powerful and yes. and uh, and been able to, you know, really harness it for good. And uh, we can all look forward to all of these, um, you know, wonderful things that Pluto in Aquarius is uh, is going to bring on the horizon in the future.
1: Excellent. Well, happy new year to
0: us. Yeah. Happy new year to all of us. <laughs> thanks for joining me, Katja. This has been great. Thank you so much. This has been so fun. And thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye.
2: Hi. Thanks so much for getting this far through the episode. I just want to take a moment to tell you about the two main options of my astrology services. So the first one is coaching. If you are an aspiring astrologer, and by that I mean someone who's perhaps a hobbyist astrologer or someone who's learning astrology or a student or you've got a few books and you've been doing it for a while, but perhaps you need a little bit of help to bring it all together. Then maybe getting some astrological coaching from me would be the answer for you. The astrology coaching I offer is a one-hour session on Zoom, and it's tailored to answer your particular questions. For example, if you have issues with natal chart readings, we can go there. Or if you're having problems working with your forecasting, we can go there. Or even basic astrology stuff or even getting yourself organized for your astrology business. The idea is that astrological coaching will answer your particular questions. It's tailored specifically to you and where you are in your astrological journey. And I'm happy to help you out with some guidance about how you can get going, what to focus on and what to dismiss. So that would be the astrological coaching for people trying to learn astrology. The second astrological service I offer is consultations. So this is for someone who perhaps doesn't know anything about astrology, but they just want to have their chart read or get their chart done, call it what you will. So once more, this is a one hour consultation over Zoom. I will interpret your chart, tell you about the main features, tell you about where the energy is flowing and all the rest of what is entailed in a thorough natal chart interpretation. I can also add in some forecasting in there too, bearing in mind we only have one hour. So just in summary, I've got coaching for people who want to learn astrology, and I've got uh, consultations for those who want to get an astrology reading done. I'm Alison Price from starsology.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.